up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? This is Austin Cunningham and Justin Treese of Talking Football, and we are coming to you live the week of Thanksgiving. And let me tell you, we are pretty excited about Turkey Day coming up. This past weekend, I think I was in full preparation from it, as I did absolutely nothing but sat on my ass on my couch and watched football. And Treese, I have a feeling you did the exact same thing. That's actually exactly what I did. Uh, I wasn't on my ass the entire time. I did go to a friend's giving and played beer pong for several hours, so I was standing up during that time. But other than that, yeah, basically the same thing. Nice. Did you keep on your uh, your undefeated record of playing solo, or were there no solo matches? No solo matches, uh, but th- I I struggled a little bit. I went 50-50. Yeah. Tough yeah, hey, day at the office. No yeah, big deal, you know. It happens. It happens. Like, if you're the Green Bay Packers, it definitely happens to you. Um, If someone got on radio and said that they were going to go to San Francisco and win with full confidence, um, that person looked like a fool. I think that would be both of us in this instance as we took over, mic'd up for Fox Sports in Joplin, Missouri, in place of Matt and Mello. Uh, Talk about a great experience for us. I had a blast. I have a feeling you had a blast on this as well. I'm just getting all these feelings from you today, I guess. You are getting a lot of feelings. Uh, It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Two hours of us just hanging out, talking some sports. Honestly, a lot of what we do here, but just knowing, hey, don't curse, don't mess up, and hey, just know that in 15 to 20 minutes, you got to stop for a few minutes and then get going again. That's basically the only difference. It was, and just kind of throwing in some local some local ads that Trees had no idea. Like when I was saying, go to this place and you spend this much money and you get this discount. It's on off Seventh Street in Joplin, Missouri. I could just see the look on Trees's face, like there's a Seventh Street in Joplin. <laughs> like you just didn't give a shit. Like no idea what was going on. But it was like you said, it was a freaking blast. I hope we get to do it again. Or maybe we get to a point where we just kind of have our own radio show, and we can just call it whatever we want i don't know what we'd call it but i'm sure we'd come up with something cool maybe something simple like talking on the radio i don't know (laughs) that's a long name but yeah sure whatever you want austin yeah i guess so (laughs) definitely not gonna be that um but like we said you know we got to do radio watched ball this weekend so we also mentioned thanksgiving is this week no shit right so we are only going to be having this episode this week. Figured you guys are going to be on Thanksgiving break. We are as well, spending time with family and friends, keeping on yearly traditions. Just keep on doing what you do during the holiday, enjoying time. So we're only going to have this episode today. We're only going to recap a couple games from this past weekend, and then we're going to preview every game. We're just going to do a straight pick them. We're not going against the spread. We just kind of want to get in, get out, and then go enjoy that holiday week. I know Trees is dealing with some winter weather. We are about to deal with that here in Kansas City. And then the Chiefs game is this weekend. I am going to that. Um, it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great week. And I'm sure you guys are just looking forward to it as much as we are. Trees, is there anything else you want to add into that before we hop into everything? Uh, No. I mean, so this episode is going to be mainly NFL. So I just had to put this out. Uh, Hey, Utes are looking good, and uh, they're going to make that playoff. They're going to. Hey, we're all we're all Auburn fans this weekend, all right? Yes, we are. Last time I said we were all fans of one team, they won against the same team that Auburn is playing. So this weekend, we all say War Eagle, all right? We get that? 
You guys on the same page? Treat you with me? Yep. What is it? War Warrior. damn eagle, boy. Yep. Good call! Good call! War eagle, baby. It, everybody, it's late for Austin right now. He He's tired. So he's a little drunk. It ain't late. Like, it's only it. fucking 11 o'clock. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, usually snoring, you know, taking a little tiger snooze. Not tonight. Not tonight, dude. <laughs> Damn snowstorms, man. Damn snowstorm that made it so it was a two-hour drive for me home. <laughs> you hate to see it. You hate to see it. <laughs> so let's just hop into it, all right? NFL is here. Last week we watched some pretty pitiful games. Uh, let's start with one right off the bat. The Lions and the Redskins. Talk about a snooze fest. I slept through it. <laughs> this game was not an enjoyable one. Lions really didn't have much show for themselves. Driscoll, you think you're going to make a light or a late game push, throws an interception. Dwayne Haskins, I felt like this was the first game where he actually looked a little bit more comfortable in the pocket. So I kind of want to give him some praise there. The the back to Driscoll, there was a one point when I was watching, I was like, hey, doesn't look too bad. And then literally directly after that thought, throws an interception. Then he throws about two more in the game. The Redskins didn't look really any better outside of the interceptions for their defense. And then the last note that I have, that Steven Sims kid for the Redskins, who returned that kickoff, you know, he kind of like muffed it and then picked it up, ran it back for a touchdown. Did he not look like Dante Hall running down that sideline? A little bit. When I watched it, that was the first thing that I thought. It's like, that looks just like Dante Hall running down the sideline. Like, it was just a flashback to my childhood. I'm like, that's pretty fucking cool. So I want to take note of that. But, Treese, I know you have some big, big topics or big something, something big you want to say here. So I'll, I'm going to hush up here. Uh, hey, Lions fans, I know you guys are, like, the most loyal te- fans ever and, like, everybody's great on your team and all that, but it's time to let go of Bob Quinn. Like he has not put talent on this team. Like it's not talented enough. Like just because Stafford's gone doesn't mean it's okay to lose to the fucking Washington Redskins. Like that's so bad. Like this team is awful. They are really bad. Even Slay, who we we had we had a lot of praise for on, during the offseason, said that he was a top 50 player. Or actually, we didn't say he was a top 50 player. We said he was a top 100 player. Um, but it's time to just put it on the front office and say, this front office did not give this coaching staff enough talent. And honestly, the coaching staff should be gone as well. Like when it's all said and done, they, they both should be gone. It should be a clean, clean the house come early uh, January. You really think they should fire Matt Patricia right now? Yes. I See, I agree with the front office because how long has Bob Quinn been in office? Six years. Okay. And how many co- – he's gone through two or three coaches in that time? Correct. Okay. So you're firing coaches, but you're keeping one guy, and there's still no talent on the field. Like, Bob Quinn's got to go. Yeah. I like Patricia. I like what they did with their defense this offseason. They added talent. They're kind of building the base, similar to what we've seen with the Patriots. I've already noted on that. You got Coleman. You got Slay. You got Flowers. You got somewhat at a linebacker position. You got snacks in the middle of your defensive line. Like you're you're setting the solid pieces that you need to build a foundation on, but you need to build up from there. And that's where Bob Quinn is just not done. 
he's been able to find the big foundation pieces. He just can't find the boards that go in between it to build the wall, right? Maybe using the wall is the wrong term there. My bad, especially after saying in office. Um, but, you know, he's just he's not building what they need in a house for them to, like, make a livable home. And that offense has no offensive line. They have no one at receiver outside of one guy. And then running back, they have nothing to show for it. Carry-on's hurt. Matthew Stafford has a broken back. Like, I get you saying, like, the front office needs to be gone. Yeah, I agree with that. But to fire Patricia in this state, like, I think they should keep him. And I think they should keep trying to build with it and keep trying. And they should keep trying to grow. Because if they give up on the coaching staff, they're literally just doing what they've done every four years for, like, the last 12. You give someone for four years, you do okay, you stink, you fire him, and then you restart. Like, get rid of Quinn and then restart from there. So – a couple things there. I think they have two very good wide receivers. I think Jones and Galladay are very solid. Um, just me personally. Question for you, because you were talking about the defense. In total defense, what do you think this defense is ranked? Like this year? Yeah. They're probably ranked in the bottom, very bottom. Say a number. 28th. 29th. Like you, this is a defensive-minded guy, and this is his second year. Like you can't say that you like what they're doing or like what he's doing when they're 29th overall. I mean that's a good argument, but I mean who does he? So let's go back over the pieces. He's got Slay. Slay's injured, correct? No, he's playing. He's been injured though. He's missed some games, yes. What about Robbie Coleman? I don't think his first name is Robbie. Coleman. It's Justin. It's Justin and. Justin uh, he has not missed any games. No, has he done well? He's played. A, he's played average. I think he's played. He's he's played well. He's played well. Who do they have at safety? They traded they Diggs. Done. They just got rid of Diggs. Outside of that, who do they have over the top? Okay, sure. Okay. Fine. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to be a douche. I'm just. No, I'm just trying no, to like, really make some run really the defense. Their safeties are not good. So that's linebacker fair. wise. Is there anybody? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jared Davis is pretty damn good. Outside of him. We don't have an answer. I mean, that's defensive line. You got Flowers and Sachs Harrison. Yeah. It's like, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, they have these big pieces. They just don't have those other guys that can make a difference for their team. And yeah. Matt said it's Mapture's second year. Like, dude, it's hard to change a team in two years when you're not getting any talent to develop or provide some depth for you. Like, that's just not there for him. How about this? Their their two leading tacklers are both their safeties. <laughs> because everyone's just getting – god damn it, that's bad. That is bad, yeah. Um, Tobias has been play, playing pretty well, the rookie out of Hawaii. He's been playing pretty well. Uh, they still have – Robinson at defensive tackle. So I still get what you're saying. Like there's not a, it's not stacked with talent, but I feel like we just named guys at each level that should be able to make it good enough to not be 29th in the NFL. Yeah. So, and for me, if you're going to get a GM in there and you're going to try to get uh, one of the, like the top GMs available, you can't make, Oh, by the way, you gotta, you gotta stick with this head coach. 
You can't say that. The guy's not going to want to go there. You have to say, hey, go in here, open-minded, talk to him. If you want him, great. If you don't, it's your call. Damn. I mean, who do you bring in as GM? If you don't have a name, I'm not going to like put you on the spot. Like it's uh, So, I'm still a firm believer in Elliot Wolf. Okay. I like I actually want the Jags to get him. Where's he at right now? Cleveland. Okay. So, speaking, let's just get the, that. Let's head to the Jaguars. You brought them up. Let's talk about the Jaguars-Titans game. Uh, maybe might as well just call it the Titans game because the Jaguars just didn't fucking show up. So I'm not going to really say anything. Well, actually, let me get my notes out of the way here because um, I didn't take very many on this game because I just felt bad for you, and I knew you'd have quite a bit to say, and I really just want to get out of the way for it. So Jags and Titans. Tannehill, he's giving this team some life. Good for him. Um, Derrick Henry, I don't know where the fuck he comes from at this point in the year. It's like his tree trunks. Just all of a sudden learn some flexibility, and he looks like a good runner. Um, Nick Foles plays with no keep it alive type mindset. Like he's like, there's pressure. I'm getting sacked. I'm just gonna drop. Fournette had an okay game. I thought he played well. Um, and then Yannick Ngakwe, you have to keep him, right? Like, there's no way you just get rid of him because I know a couple episodes you mentioned the potential of him being let go or just going away in free agency. Like you can't let that happen, and I'm no. sure you'll you'll bring that up in your huge rant here because I can tell by the look in your eye you have a lot to say. So from here, I'm out. Go ahead, the floor is yours. I, I'm looking at you because this wasn't on the rundown. We agreed not to talk about this game, um, but here we are. Season that they needed to get Yannick Ngakwe signed, and I just have this belief that they kind of don't want to resign him for some unknown reason, but. Yeah. Uh, now, at this point, fuck it. We're, we have the ninth overall pick right now. Like, let's just get worse and worse. Go down with the sinking ship, all of you. All of you bitches, just go down with it. That front office, coaching staff, like, whatever. Just go down with it. It doesn't matter. It, it's disgusting that I woke up this morning without news that, like, anybody's been fired. The defense has given up 200 rushing yards in three straight games. How would the defensive coordinator has a job still makes no sense. Zero sense whatsoever. Uh, Marone, sure, you're keeping your team from not having really stupid penalties now. So, like, I'll give you credit for that. You improved there. But the decision to go back to Foles was awful. Uh, clearly, the team had energy and loved playing for Minshew and has nothing for Foles. And last week, they threw it 48 times, didn't go over 30 yards, or 300 yards, sorry. Did the same thing this week, but this week they're like, no, remember, we're going to stick to the run. And they were down by like 28 points, and they're still like running the ball. I'm like, no, this is when, you, this is when it's okay to get rid of the fucking running game. Like, it's okay to fucking pass this time, you idiots. Uh, I actually did like what Foles did. The, or Sorry, Foles, I just said Foles. What Fournette did. I thought Fournette played a very, very good game. I think that they even put him in bad situations trying to catch the ball in the flat, like when everybody knew it was going there and he still gained yards. So I liked what I saw from there. Uh, going back to a point that you and I had a strong argument about during the offseason about uh, the wide receiving core of this team. They have just a bunch of dudes. 
DJ Chark is going to be very, very good. Everyone else is just another guy. Like, they can't do anything. Like, Conley doesn't know how to separate, and Westbrook, like, he runs, like, three-yard routes, and he gets tackled by a shoestring tackle every single play. They need another wide receiver. I'm not laughing at you. I'm trying to laugh with you <laughs> because your running game, that comment was freaking priceless. <laughs> You're down by 20. You can throw away the running game. <laughs> oh, that had me rolling there for a second. The the receiver-wise, yeah, Westbrook, you hate. That's just got to keep fighting through tackles. And Conley, I mean, that's what we saw in Kansas City. He doesn't. He just doesn't separate. That's what you'd hope to see. Um, but like I always pointed out with him, he's a good guy to go to when you're under pressure and you need someone to be open. He's going to find a way to get open in that type of scenario. And he runs good routes, but he's not getting any separation. So I understand your point there. In regards to the rest of these games, what one do you want to cover next? You want to do Packers and 49ers or Cowboys and Patriots? Sorry, I just saw a video. Hey, maybe I was wrong on this. Maybe Jalen Ramsey was just a douchebag. <laughs> he, he was getting restrained in the uh, tunnel after the game. He got in a fight huh. with uh, Peters. Huh, what, what do you know? With That's all right. Peters? I still, yeah. Uh-oh. I don't even care. He's still my guy. I still love the energy he brought to the team. So I'm not going to say that. Fuck you, Tom Coughlin. Uh, next game, the Jets versus the Raiders. Um, <laughs> what? We're gonna just move did on. You, did you not hear me? No, I didn't hear you. What you say? I was did like, I was like, what game do you want to do next? Packers or 49ers or Cowboys oh. or Patriots? You I'm say going down our rundown, Ramsey, and then go Jets and Raiders. <laughs> dude, I'm just going down our rundown, dude. So we're gonna go with that. Um, because this one's gonna be quick. Uh, we both said that they were pretenders on the radio. Yeah, and. I think we're right. I think that they just got blown out against the Jets and their schedule only gets harder. They play the Chiefs this weekend, which you talked about already. They're going to lose again. And just like that, they're going to be six and six. And I don't know how the young guys are going to recover. Sounds like Hunter Renfro is going to be out for possibly the season now. I just what did he do exactly? I think I missed it. Broke his ribs and punctured a lung. Yeah, he's gone for the year. Wow. I didn't think it was that severe because he ran off the field himself. Yeah, he did. Holy shit, that's not good at all. Tough dude. Wow. Um, Okay. But, yeah, I mean, the notes for this game, Jets showed out. Everything that could have gone their way definitely did. And then for the Raiders, everything just fell apart. I think that trip across the states was hard. Playing a noon game in New York and that weather was hard. The the wind played a factor in the field goal game, the re- the the refing calls, you know, from the zebras. They had pissed off John Gruden, and then after that, it was like everything just kept falling apart and apart. And then the Jets were just finding ways to build off of it. So good for them. Like Tree said, that's really it for this game. Our next one, the Cowboys and the Patriots. This game pissed me off. Like I was fucking livid watching this game. Because the Dallas Cowboys, Jason Garrett, fucking gone. He is fired. 
gone. His job is lost. If, did you hear Jerry Jones, his whole press conference afterwards? I didn't. Shouldn't He shouldn't be this upset. They shouldn't be losing games. Practically just pissed off that they spent all this money on all these guys, and then they, they're losing. You go into New England in this weather, and you lose. You score nine fucking points. You score three field goals when you have the best offense in the entire NFL. Your offense is ranked number one, and you score nine fucking points. And the Patriots score 13. Your defense did their job. Nikhil Harry had one catch and one touchdown. That's it. Julian Edelman did what Julian Edelman does. Tom Brady was a difference in this game, though. He is the reason the Patriots won. For some, how somehow he was able to stay alive in the pocket and then get rid of the ball at times when he needed to. I don't know if you watched this game, Trees. I watched every down of it. Um, yep. But it was just ridiculous. And then back to the Cowboys, the running game was working with Zeke, and you went away from it. That one drive, they literally marched all the way down the field, like just handoff, 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 handoff to all the fucking Zeke. Just like five, six, seven yards at a time. Just plowing right through the middle. Go right, go left, up the middle, up the middle, right, right, left. And I was like, all right, like here we go. They figured out they're going to just keep doing it. They're going to be fine. And then they get in like the 35, and they just shit their pants. They just shit the bed. Dak Prescott's like, I'm going to throw a dump pass. I'm going to th- uh, throw too far of an out route. And then on third down, going to throw the ball away. And it was just like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, this play calling was awful. It was as if they didn't look at the weather report. Like, they had no fucking idea that it was supposed to rain. Dak didn't put on a glove on his hand till like, halfway through the second quarter. Like, the camera goes over to him doing that, and I was just like, no shit, dude. You really thought you could grip this ball here in Foxborough? What's the GOAT doing on the other sideline? We're not paying attention to anything the Patriots are doing. They just practice in a bubble all week. They get here, and they just shit the bed. It was awful. Dallas defense, like I said, was good. The Patriots special teams, they did their thing. The Patriots defense did just enough. And then Dak, I've already said, what the fuck? Amari Cooper was invisible this game. Just absolutely gone. Um, Jason McCourty, or one of the McCourty twins, that play where he chased down Randall Cobb, like when he got beat on that route, and then chased him down, I literally said out loud, He's going to knock this ball out of his hands because he wasn't chasing him down to tackle. He was chasing him down to knock that ball out, and boy, did he. And then how Cobb came back down with it, I don't know. That was impressive. But this game was lost because of Dak and that offensive play calling and because they went away from the running game when it was the only thing that was beating the Patriots and the Patriots special teams. Yeah, I agree. And – what do you know? It's November, late November, and now the offensive line for the Patriots might start playing well, might start clicking, and Sony Michelle's going to like start going off. Dude, he had an outstanding game. Fantastic. He looked phenomenal. He looked really good. They like it's weird to see the Patriots kind of be like, "Why well, you know what? We don't need James White." It's very weird to see that because James he White's was gone been such a big too. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. So, but. Yep, I totally agree with everything you just said. Uh, let's go to the next one. 49ers and Packers. Here we go. Uh, 
Got on radio, said the Packers are going to win this game. Called the 49ers pretenders. Boy, they really looked at me in my eye and jacked me. <laughs> they just uh, they gave me a 1-2-3 combo and held Aaron Rodgers to his lowest career game in throwing yards. Um, that's surprising the amount of times that they sacked him, hit him, forced him to make decisions he didn't want to make, the amount of checkdowns. He, he looked like Alex Smith out there on checkdowns. It was crazy. End of the game, I was like, man, you might as well find someone to cover Williams. And if you take away Williams, they really got nothing going on because that was about it. There was no one open down the field. The 49ers secondary looked great. Um, the Packers play calling, um, that just kind of was pitiful in a sense. Like, you can't come up with anything to just get the ball out quickly for Rodgers, whether it was Rodgers making that call thinking they would just get one deep shot and they never did, or if it was just LaFleur going, hey, let's just try and make something happen for you. Either way, it wasn't working. There were some key drops there. You know, Rodgers made a, a good throw, and then it would just get dropped. George Kittle had a massive game. Good for him in a primetime, his first primetime game. Dude went off. I th- was it the first primetime or first Monday night game? Probably first Monday night because they've had primetime games for sure. Have they? Yeah. When was the I last mean- – I'm not. I'm not trying to be a smartass. I'm just because when he was doing his interview, he was like, "This is my first time, like in this type of game. It was awesome getting to show out for the fans." I I would hard. I I don't have anything off the top of my head, but I I have a hard time believing that that was the Niners' first primetime game in three years. I I mean, realistically, I think it's been a little bit because they haven't had anything to show for it. No, yeah, but they were hyped up last year before the season started. Everybody thought they were going to do good things, and I don't know. I, I I can't answer the question because I can't be like, oh yeah, they played this guy's things here. Yeah. But can't expect you to be a genius. I know it's all good. Um, yeah, and then the Forty Nine ers play calling. The uh, what do I have here? Yeah, the Forty Nine ers. They just put in the dagger to the freaking Packers over and over and over, and their play calling was fantastic. And those are my notes on that game. Kyle Shanahan had the game drawn up perfectly, and when they needed a big stop on defense, they got it, and when they needed a big play on offense, they executed it. So good for the Niners. Gotcha. Um, By the way, they put the Browns week three on Monday night, so um, where Kittle had 70 yards and a touchdown. But um, Why the hell did he say that? Maybe it was Sunday night game. Like that. Do they play in their... Cleveland? No, it was at home. What the fuck, dude? And didn't they play Seattle on Monday night, like two weeks ago? Oh, he didn't play that game. He didn't yeah. play that game. That's why he said that. Anyways, um, yeah. So Niners, they're pretty fucking good, aren't they? Uh, I think that they. I think they're like set on a mission to be like this. So then, when they go to Seattle at the end of the year. I think that that losing to Seattle at home on primetime is like a fire underneath them that's going to just stay strong. And as long as they keep doing what they're doing from the defensive standpoint, dude, Jimmy G's just living the life, man. Like, he doesn't ever have to be the guy. And he has a few times this game or this season been the guy. Obviously, four touchdown passes and, and three touchdown passes and 300 yards. Like, He's had good games, but he never really has to be the guy when that defensive line is putting pressure on the opposing quarterback. Yeah, I and mean, he looked good. I mean, he looked almost flawless that last game. Um, yeah. 
so like you said, I mean, he's only lost what three games as a starter. Yeah, it's pretty good fucking numbers, dude. <laughs> pretty good Dang. for sure. And speaking of the Seahawks, <coughs> excuse me, let's go to the next game, which is Seattle versus Philadelphia. Uh, reason I brought this up is because I was on radio saying Eagles are for sure contenders and not pretenders. Uh, they look like shit. They look really Boy, bad. Did they? They need. They need. They need so many weapons. Like they just have nothing from the wide receiver standpoint. Uh, Aguilar didn't play. Jeffrey didn't play. They didn't start going to Ertz until like midway through the game, and then at the end, the last drive, they got a touchdown. By then, you know, it was too late. There's nine seconds left, and you score a touchdown with the two-point conversion. It's just like, whatever, dude. Like, I have a sh- – is there anything you want to say about this game? Because I got no galore. Uh, Go ahead, and then I'll add on to whatever you don't say. Okay. I'm just going to run down through my list, so I might jump around for a second. Um, The Flea Flickers are working a lot this year in the NFL. That Chris Carson pitched to the right, throws back to the left to Wilson. Wilson throws a beautiful bomb down the middle of the field, gets caught in the back of the end zone between two defenders, touchdown. Have you noticed this many flea flickers be this successful in previous years in the NFL? No, uh, it's funny because when this play happened, I thought the same thing. It's just I think that's like the fifth flea flicker touchdown I've seen this year. That's nuts. Um, Carson Wentz, two notes here. Um fumbled interceptions what the hell's going on and then he's just welcoming hits on the pocket like he is just standing there welcoming hits and sacks not doing much to keep plays alive anymore i don't know what's going on maybe it's just him realizing he doesn't have any options downfield and he's just trying to take a safe sack well when he does that he's either fumbling the ball or the ball gets batted up and turns into an interception or something um rashad penny for the seahawks he had a big game. I was glad to see him kind of get off a little bit with Chris Carson. It was kind of that nice little one-two duo for them both. Uh, the first round, they're finally showing out. And then the Eagles' defense, at some points in the game, they did their part. Like, they showed up. Their secondary blitz with Jenkins was very, very effective. And I think the 49ers will see that and take advantage of it. I don't know if the Seahawks do... I don't know what they do to stop it if they think, hey, you know, it's just a one-game fluke. Like the Eagles, they've been doing this. Like it's just what they do with their defensive coordinator. They're very aggressive on uh, blitzing from the secondary. A lot of times it burns them, and Eagles fans hate that. But this last game, it it worked well, and he called the plays at the right time. Um, DK Metcalf, he had some drops. I didn't know if that's something that you would be concerned with, Trees, or if it was maybe just kind of one of those fluky games in a rookie season, nothing to worry about. Yeah, I kind of thought it was just like, hey, it just happened. He's been pretty damn good this year without getting a lot of drops. So, yep. I like, it happens from time to time to the best of them. Perfect. Just wanted to hear your thoughts there. And then the last thing I want to hear your thoughts on, or I guess this isn't the last, um, Miles Sanders and their play calling for the Eagles. Like, what are they doing there? He was just nothing in this game. And I felt like when they did go to him, he was making, like, positive plays. He was. He was averaging over five. He was uh, actually averaging five and a half yards per carry. And in that first quarter, wide open little swing route, and Wentz just overthrows him like no reason whatsoever. Like it was an easy pitch and catch. Like he was walking into the end zone if he just hit him right in the chest. So why they weren't going to him, especially with all the wide receivers out, 
like how it's not the Ertz and Sanders show. I I just never I didn't understand it. I couldn't figure it out. I mean, your questions like ringing here as well. Um, what do I have here? I felt like I left this game with more questions than I did answers. Um, in regards to what the Eagles are and the kind of the weaknesses of the Seahawks, I felt like JJ our our Sega Whiteside for the Eagles is starting to gain more trust from Wentz. Because, you know, at the beginning of the year, we saw a lot of key drops, a lot of big targets that just he wasn't coming down with. He had a couple of those this game that he did come down with, so it was good to see that for him and his development moving forward. And then at the very end of this game, Trace, I don't know if you noticed it or not or if you watched it, but Fox, they went with an all-22 look. Um, From a back-end view of Wentz on one of his interceptions when, you know, he tries to throw it over the top on a cover two, cover two man gets picked off. And then they come back with it with the Seahawks, and it just looked great. Like, it was, I liked the all-22 look. They did it from behind Wentz, and then they did another one on the side from, like, a side view where you could see the entire defense and the offense. And I thought it looked neat. I kind of like how they incorporate that at the end of the game where it's kind of already over. And you know everyone that's watching it is kind of the true fan of the teams at that point, just hope something big might happen. So I thought it was neat how they did that. I don't know if you noticed it or not. I actually did not see that. But now I have yeah. to go back and watch it. <laughs> yeah, it was literally just like the fourth quarter, that last drive. One of the last yeah. couple drives for the Eagles and Seahawks. All right, I'll go check it out. Um, Cool. Anything else on this from you? No. Uh, I think we've spent enough time on these recaps here. Let's go ahead and – do you want to do a dive and do our previews, or do you want to go over Thanksgiving? Uh, We can do both. All right. Well, right here, you mentioned this on radio. We had a little Thanksgiving tradition segment. Um, and what Teresa's family likes to do during the Lions game, which is at about, what, 11 o'clock or so, about noon, Teresa's family likes to bring out the old uh, meat and cheese board, and that's what they're doing. And when everyone goes, hey, when are we eating lunch or having our turkey? They're like, hey, are the Cowboys on TV yet? Oh, they're not? Well, then we're not eating turkey. And I like the way your guys' family does that. And I'm probably going to steal it from my family because my family is very notorious for going, hey, we're going to make this huge, drawn-out freaking meal plan for the week. You know, we're just going to kind of have a list of what what we're going to make, what everyone's going to bring. And then about a week beforehand, they go, fuck it. We're having Mexican. Last year for Thanksgiving, my family had walking tacos and turkey. What up? That's what we did. I confirmed that over the weekend. That is, in fact, what we did. There's a bag of Doritos. My aunt crumbled up the chips. And then you just kind of made your way around the corner. You put in meat, cheese, guacamole, sour cream, whatever else you want in your little walking taco. Boy, was it there for you. And then just a slab of turkey because it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, it was a beautiful thing. But this year, this year I think they might actually stick to it. That's at least what it's looking like right now. We still got a couple more days for my aunt just goes, you know what? Ain't happening. Mexican it is. But I'm excited for it. That's I'm about my excited. family's Thanksgiving traditions. <laughs> I like it, though. I really do. Uh, but I am excited for it. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Just, you know, relaxing, watching some football, eating some food, maybe a little bit of a couple-hour nap, you know, like whatever you need to do. Uh, me and my family always go to a movie. Uh, 
at dinner time or right after dinner time. Uh, so we, I usually miss the night game for NFL uh, just because we're usually at a movie, but it's a good time. I like it. It's a good family tradition for us. For sure. I'm a little jealous of it. It's, it's very well thought out and executed from the sound of it. I like it. It's, it's the project manager in me, you know? I got to keep every, everybody on a timeline here. Hey, hey, you can't have that turkey yet. It's not 2 o'clock. <laughs> you, you, you see Dak Prescott on the TV yet? No. <laughs> Fucking put the turkey down. There's meat and cheese over here that you can have. Is Jerry Jones okay. defending Jason Garrett right now? No. Get away from the turkey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Step the fuck away. <laughs> mom. <laughs> Um, I would never talk to my mom like that. Um, all right. Okay. But back to the actual games though. Uh, let's start out with the first one. And that is the bears and the lions. And again, we're not going to do spread this game because they still change so often. We're so early here. Uh, we're going to just do straight pick them bears lions. Who you got? Um, I'm going to take the bears <laughs> after what we just discussed with the lions and what you think they should do moving forward and kind of the effort they're showing the Bears are at least going, hey, Trubisky, are you fucking wanting to be here next year or not? So I'm going with the Bears. Uh, me too. There's no way I could have just gone on that tangent about them and then picked the Lions. <laughs> Can't do it. Wouldn't uh, be surprised. Yeah, me either. Bills, Cowboys. This is tough for us. It is. <clears throat> I'm going to take the Bills, dude. Wait, it's in Dallas, isn't it? Yeah. No, I'm taking the Cowboys. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys. I also am taking the Cowboys. Uh, this one, this is a tough one for us since we're closet Bills fans here. But hey, guess what? They won me a lot of money this weekend by beating those Broncos. Hey. Officially over over the seven and a half. Hey, congratulations, man! Congratulations, John Brown had another big game, another big touchdown. Yeah, I mean that's all he had. He only had two catches, but it was a huge touchdown. For sure. Yeah. That's all that matters. Just keep building on it. Our next game, the Saints versus the Falcons. This is the night game for Thanksgiving Day. Boy, the Falcons are looking hot lately. They just got their ass kicked. Looking hot, man. <laughs> they look I I believe I said, hey, this seems like a perfect scenario where Jameis Winston is gonna play well. He first off, he did not fucking play well. He did not <laughs> no, he, did he played not. really bad. But they still dominated this game. It was a lot closer than what the score was, wasn't it? I no, mean, the were... score was closer than what the game was, wasn't it? You meant the other way. But, um, I mean, they scored a defensive touchdown with, like, 10 seconds left in the game. So, yes, it looks a little bit. But, like, the Bucks felt like they had full control of that game the entire time. Godwin went, though. I, see, I'm sorry here to sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. I didn't go back and watch that game. But he had a huge game. You're right. Godwin Massive. had a huge game. Like, they were doing whatever. They were just saying, uh, Mike Evans, you're not fucking beating us. This other dude that's had a good year, but we still don't know who he really is, he he might be able to beat us. We'll go one-on-one -on -one here. And boy, did he. Oh, boy, did he. Two touchdowns, I think over 160 yards. I think it was actually 180 yards and six or seven catches. Unreal game. He is so good. It, it is fun. I mean, I can only imagine how they're both over a thousand yards this season. I can only imagine how good those two would be if they had a good quarterback. Like an Andy Dalton. Speaking of Andy Dalton, homeboy's back starting. <laughs> like, what the fuck are they doing in Cincinnati? Hey, they're next. So I'm picking the Saints for this game. Jets and Bengals. 
Fucking Jets, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the Jets play have played well the last couple weeks. Their their schedule's been easy. It stays easy. I mean, what a perfect thing for Sam Darnold right now. He's getting kind of low on himself, not playing well. Hey, here you go. Here you go, Darnold. Have an easy fucking schedule for a month and a half. That'll get you going again. He had an awesome game, and he actually had a touchdown brought back in the first quarter that shouldn't have been brought back. It was it was a pretty bullshit offensive pass interference call. It's about so how appreciating is this offseason. Did you hear the uh, the story of Sam Darnold this weekend? Yes. Yes, I did. The going out and everything? Yeah, going out and just having sex. <laughs> like you felt, Living I that felt New like York was, life, man. Joe Namath like the second. I like <laughs> It's all right. Everybody has sex. It's fine. Yeah, Good congrats on the sex, bro. Uh, yeah. I guess I completely overlooked Andy Dalton getting the start today. Alert comes in about 2 o'clock my time. Completely overlooked it, I guess. Um, Good for him. Andy Dalton, I guess. I don't know. Like you said, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. No. They don't know what they're doing. Why? Why would you bench him to go back to him? Yeah. Like, you can't. Like, like go pick someone up. This is worse than Eli Manning last year. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It was really bad. I, I It makes no sense. Like, like, why? Why? It makes... He's gone next year. You already know that. Didn't like, like he's gonna be your backup, but like who? Yeah, so let him just let him get a few more games. What good does it do? What if you What if you accidentally win a couple games and fuck yourself? That's probably what they're gonna do. And Andy Dalton's gonna go fuck you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. They might win this game. God. What watch AJ Green play this week? Too, I was just ready to say, is he gonna play? I don't, I doubt it. But like, watch him come back now that Dalton's back, and them just go off together. <laughs> I hope they do, because be they're gonna miss out on Chase Young and Mister Burrow. Yeah, watch um, him come in and win him three games. Yeah, I mean they would have to. Like they, they literally have a two game lead on the number one pick. <laughs> That's how bad they've been. All right, let's <laughs> move on to the next one. Um, Bucks and Jags, who you got? Bro, Jags are gonna fuck me on my bet. It's the Bucks. You really take? I'm taking the Jags. I'm I'm taking the Bucks. Like not close either. Do the Titans win the AFC South? No, Houston still wins the AFC South. You don't think they disrupt them? No. They haven't already so. played twice, have they? No, they haven't played twice. They, they actually pl- I think they haven't even played yet. I think they played two of the last three weeks. Bro, what if they beat them? Like, what What's if that? the Texans are so beat up by the end of the year and the Titans are fucking rolling with Tannehill? Well, I mean, they already are rolling with Tannehill, right? He's 4-1 and one with them, man. Uh, he straight up has won the job to be the quarterback of the Titans next year. They're not going to draft a quarterback next year. They're going to be happy with rolling with Tannehill. I'm calling that right now. I agree with you. I just, I'm thinking of like who they're missing out on. Who are they missing out on? Jake Fromm? Maybe. I like Jake Fromm. I'm not, I don't want to make that sound like I don't like Jake Fromm. I actually really like him and think he deserves to be in the first round. But like, 
with where they're going to be drafting, that's probably who like they're going to be missing out already on the two, even with two is injured, Tua and Burrow. Like they don't have them. Like who else are they going to go after? Herbert's yeah. probably even with how bad Herbert looked this weekend. He'll Boy, still he looks so bad. Yeah. So, anyways, all right. Does that mean you're taking the Titans here? Yes. Yes, it does. I Titans and Colts. Them. I'm taking the Titans in Indianapolis. Yep. I'm with you. I think yep. that Derrick Henry just continues to do what he did last yep. December and in late November, and he's going to do the same thing here. Absolutely. Uh, next one, Eagles and Dolphins. Um, I'm going to take the Eagles. I've given up on the Dolphins. I can't do it. I just I can't do it, Captain. I just can't do it. I I also have taken the Dolph or Eagles. Wow. Ooh. Uh, ooh, that was a close one. Uh, I'm going to take the <laughs> Eagles. I think that Carson Wentz kind of gets back on track here, and like we said with Sanders, I think they finally give him the ball enough. So. Yeah, I fucking hope so. Um, next game, Packers and Giants. I'm going to take the Packers. They've there's no way they're happy with what they did in San Francisco. I mean, you go all the way to California. In perfect weather game and just shit the bed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like all season, they've been very successful on getting the two running backs like out in the open field, playing like slot receiver, doing motion and stuff. They did that zero, zero times yesterday. Their play calling was bad, dude. It was really I don't know bad. what it was. Uh, yeah, I, like they were overthinking shit for sure because it was really bad. I think Aaron Jones has one catch in the last two games. Like, I don't know what's going on there. Like, all of a sudden, they're just not doing what was successful at the start of the year, but whatever. All right, next one. Oh, this is going to be a fun game. Browns versus Steelers. Steelers. I'll take the Browns again. Did you pick them that last game? Yeah. Dude, I went... The amount of noise that came out of Cleveland this weekend, like everyone just going, this is the Javaris Landry Odell Beckham game. I fucking hope so. They're playing the Dolphins. Yeah. And they almost gave that game back up, too, was the scary thing. It's just so bad. Yeah. I still think that they're going to lose one or two more and end up in that like eight to eight range, just like how we said at the start of the season, though. We said they were at eight and eight, team nine and seven. Hence the 2011 Eagles or whatever year that was when Vince Young said that they were the dream team. It's the same thing. <laughs> Fucking B-Y, baby. <laughs> your guy. Your boy. Uh, Redskins versus Panthers. Um, I'm going to take the Panthers. Redskins picked up a win this last week, but Kyle Allen had himself a freaking game, dude. Just I have him on one of my fantasy teams because, you know, like Patrick Mahomes on bye, right? Yeah, and I didn't watch the game except for the end. But like every freaking alert was touchdown, Kyle Allen, touchdown, Kyle Allen. Uh, McCaffrey has a big game. DJ Moore had a massive game. Props yeah. to him for filling in and just kind of having that huge breakout. Welcome to the NFL type game. He's had a couple moments, but this wasn't a complete game for him, which was great. And then you hate the way that ends. You, yeah. I, I felt bad for the Saints on that. Uh, Pass interference call being overturned in favor for the Panthers after all the shitty ones that have not been overturned this season. Of course, it happens in New Orleans against the Saints. Sean Payton literally just cannot get away from the pass interference scare with the NFL officiating. 
And the Panthers had an opportunity to win that game, and they let it go. 100%. Yeah, that that was a tough loss for them. Basically kicked them out of the playoffs at this point. Like It's going to be hard to recover from there. But I agree. I still just don't think the Redskins are a very good team, and they just beat a really, really bad team in Detroit Lions. So I will take the Panthers. This is the this is the game of this week. You have the Niners versus the Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens. I'm taking the Niners. Dude, this game is going to be awesome. <laughs> I fucking hope it is. Because this one tonight, Monday night, we're recording. The Ravens just shitted all over the fucking Rams. Yeah. Lamar Jackson goes, interior pressure, Austin Cunningham. Get the fuck out of here. Watch me run right through it for almost a touchdown. Boy, did he. God dang it, dude. Five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. Yeah. Five. Five. Like one more than four. One less than six. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. Um, But really, though, this game, like... The running, like the, the the sad thing is, this might be like the fastest game of the week because both teams just run the ball <laughs> so much. Like the clock's never gonna stop, and like even when they throw it, like they do like these short crossing routes and stuff. So they're yeah. gonna have a ton of completions. This game will be over in like I don't know, like two hours, <laughs> hour and a half. Like what the yeah. fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took I, I took a nap thinking I'd wake up and it was over. Ah, okay. Speaking of the team who just got their ass kicked in the Rams versus the Cardinals, who are coming off a bye. I'm taking the Cardinals. I'm sick of the Rams, dude. They look pitiful. They look so bad, and I'm taking the Cardinals as well. I think they're wow. going to be ready. Did not expect it for us both to be doing that this nope. start of the year. That's for <laughs> sure. I thought I had a, I thought I had a hot take. <laughs> no. No. Man, they just look so bad, dude. Like – we got to really like talk about this. Like, what's making this offense so bad? Like, obviously the offensive line is playing horrible. When last year they were one of the best in the league, but is that it? Like, is that's what's causing all of this? Like, Goff can't trust the line, so like he's in pure panic mode and just can't throw the ball confidently. Is Jared Goff getting all that money and not taking himself as serious? Because he knows he's getting paid. Could be. And he's just, I'm getting paid either way. I'm living in L.A. I got all this money. Just went to the Super Bowl. We'll figure it out. We'll be fine. I got Todd Gurley. They're not feeding Todd Gurley the ball. We paid our quarterback all this money. Let's see what he can do. And then you're just missing throws, and you're making bad decisions. Yeah, that's a bad one. We'll see how we'll see how it goes. Like they they sold the farm, man. They sold the farm for like another two years. Like it's like this year and next year. Like that was their that's their window. So we'll see if they recover for next year because this year it's done. They're not. They're it's going to be plans. hard with the 49ers and the freaking Seahawks and now I the wonder, Cardinals. Totally, totally it's going to be way hard, right? But that's yeah. what they did. They invested in basically a three three year plan. This is being year two, <laughs> and year two was a complete bust. So. We'll see how it goes. Uh, ASC West division rival game, Chargers versus Broncos. I'm going to take the Chargers. I think at some point later in the season, the Broncos might pull out Drew Locke just to see what they have. I don't think they should, 
But I just have a feeling in the way that fan base is just making noise for it, John Elway is going to be stupid enough to do it. Yeah, it actually came out today that they're planning on doing that. Um, and then not this week, but later on in the year. Yeah. And, um, Derwin James is back for the Chargers, so you have to take the Chargers. Yep. I was just talking to one of my buddies. It's a Chargers fan. And I said, good for you guys. You're going to get him. Now you guys can go 8-8 eight and eight on the season or something like that and just <laughs> have, like a, have like a pick like 17 or something. Like, good job. Congratulations. Did tell you to fuck off? He did. He did. Yeah, I would have too. <laughs> you fucking douche. <laughs> um, okay, the game you're going to be at, the Chiefs game against the Raiders, which if the Raiders would have won last week, this game would be fucking huge. Now that they lost... Not as excited for this game. Hey, I'm not looking at this as a lookover game after last week, and the Chiefs better not be either, because that offense has not looked bad except for this last week, and that defense hasn't looked awful either. They've been playing some shitty offensive linemen, and Max Crosby's been taking advantage of it, but you're about to face some of the two premier tackles in the league on a team with an MVP quarterback and some speed at receiver and a franchise head coach who is 17-3 coming off the bye, taking the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, this is my shocked face, by the way. That's that's your normal face. Exactly. Um, all right. I also am taking the Chiefs because – actually, here's the bigger question. What's the deal with Tyreek Hill? Um, the, I think he tweaked his hammy. They, they did an MRI just to check on it because they're going into the bye week and they just wanted to know the degree of it. Um, after the game, because they were in Mexico, got home early, just checked on it, made sure. I think he's going to be okay. I haven't heard any reports on it. Um, I'm sure we will hear in the next couple of days. It's probably Wednesday, most likely probably Thursday, a definite answer, but I mean, they're just going to be taking it easy and checking on him. I think he'll be fine. And I think he'll play. I like to hear that. All right. Yes, sir. Uh, Sunday night game. Patriots versus Texans. Man. I'll do I mean, it. You got to take Texans. the Patriots. Like, okay. Well, as we're annoyed different. as I am to do it. I'm taking the Texans. You're nuts. That's fine. I'll be nuts. I hope they beat them, but I think you're nuts. <laughs> I hope they beat them. I Dude, trust If they do that, what are the Texans ranked? Because they would have beaten the Chiefs and the Patriots. That doesn't mess with the seeding because our record still is not as good, right? Correct. What if it worked that way? What do you mean? Because the Texans would have beaten the Patriots. <clears throat> yeah. They would have beaten the, the, the Ravens would have beaten the Patriots. The Texans would have beaten the Chiefs. And then the Chiefs would have beaten the Ravens. And then the Chiefs and Patriots play next week. Yeah. <laughs> like, that would just be like, eh, we'll just figure it out here in a couple weeks. <laughs> Basically, that's exactly what it is. Uh, I mean, actually, that would. Yeah, I guess that wouldn't change anything because Houston's already the three seed. So I was going to say they'd move up to the three, but they're already the three with Kansas City being the four seed. It's weird that Kansas City is the four seed right now. Yeah, tell me about it. If okay. they if they beat the Patriots, what does that do? Who? The Chiefs? Yeah. 
If the Chiefs beat the Patriots. If the Texans beat the Patriots and then the Chiefs beat the Patriots. Uh, nothing. Like, because that would be three losses for New England and Houston and KCF four. So they would still, I mean, one loss would put Baltimore at the one seed. So if Houston, so say Baltimore. That wouldn't push the Patriots to the wild card? No, because they'd still be the two seed. Damn. Even after the Texans beat them? Yeah, they're three they're three games ahead of not having a one or two seed. Oh my god. The, they, freaking New England, dude. They're having a bye. Like you just need to be okay with that. Yep. I'm cool with it. All right. Our yeah. last matchup. The Minnesota Vikings and the Seattle Seahawks. Taking the Seattle Seahawks. I'm gonna take the Vikings. I really, really like what they're doing, and they are dangerously close to uh, taking over that NFC North. Did you just say the Vikings but put Seattle? Yep. It's because I copied and pasted. you confused the hell out of me. (laughs) It's because I copied and pasted. Did I mishear this guy? I don't think so. Nope. Uh, I'm taking the Vikings because... At the start of the year, I said they were going to win that NFC North, and I'm sticking to it. Boy, did you. Damn it. Did you just have to scroll over to see? No. Nah. You didn't trust me? No, I believed you. I was trying to see who I picked. You picked the Packers. Sure did. Still going to happen. How are our picks doing, by the way? Um, uh, we're good on the AFC East. <laughs> the AFC North, you're doing pretty good. AFC South, we shit the bed. AFC yep. West, we're all right. Um, the wild, wild card cards, round. You're great. I'm not. You're yeah. good with the Bills. I'm not. Okay. Yep. Um, uh, NFC East is going to be intense. One game separates the Eagles and Cowboys. I picked the Eagles. You picked the Cowboys. NFC North, they're now tied. Vikings and Packers. Uh, NFC South, fuck you, Dan Quinn. You went uh, all in on the Falcons, <laughs> dude. 100% did. I was a believer. Uh, and I'm, I'm not even ashamed of it, dude. Not even ashamed. No, like, no, it everything looked right. Uh, NFC West, you're looking good with the Seahawks. I did take the Rams there. Uh, wild cards, I took Seattle and the Saints, and then you took Eagles and Rams. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all right. Man, Nothing great. The fact that I had mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo being up like in the MVP talks this offseason and then didn't pick them for anything in the playoffs. Yeah. Yikes. Totally. Hate to see it. Austin does not like it when I say that to him, by the way. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, everybody. You guys have a fantastic Thanksgiving break. We will as well. We will be back next Tuesday for you guys. We will record on Sunday after the games and get it out to you guys. And tonight we've been talking football. Have a happy gobble day. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble, gobble.